All right, testing, one, two, three, here we go. Hi, and welcome back to the CL Podcast, or the Chase Lovelace uh, YouTube channel, or whatever you happen to be on. Um, yeah, all right. Um, I just released my next um, article this morning, so I thought we'd talk through it. It's uh, it, was, it was a good one. Not like, <laughs> not like... And I'm not saying, like, I wrote a good article. I'm just saying it was meaty. It was, um, you know, whatever. I don't know. Okay, so let's just talk through it. I briefly wanted to go into why I'm converting to Catholicism. And it's still in the future tense because I'm going through RCIA, RCIA right now. And um, I will be confirmed at Easter. Right now I'm in the process of choosing my confirmation saint. I think I know who it's going to be, but I'm not ready to say just yet. So I've got my article right here. So I'll be referring to it regularly. Um, I did ask AI to write uh, like a a, um, 10 point summary of the article so that I could talk um, kind of um, in a, uh, what's the word, organized fashion. It only gave me six points. So, um, (laughs) we can go through that or I can just wing it like I've been doing. Number one, introduction, overview of the article and its purpose. Okay, okay. So, yeah, um, I guess I've done the introduction. As far as why I wrote the article, I just want to, you know, my, my goal, as I've stated up to now, has been to find out why we do art and to figure out how to stop ego from getting in the way. This is my biggest problem right now. I want to do art. I want to be an artist, but my ego is just in the way. And I'm sorry for the noise. I, uh, not alone in, in the, in the space. So, um, we'll just ignore that. Um, yeah, I'm not, um, oh my goodness. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, so yeah, that's why I wrote the article. Um, or I wrote the article to, to give, to give a fuller, that's where I was, to give a fuller, picture of, um, myself so that, um, I can, you know, help people as much as I can in that. Um, of course there will be things that I leave out. I talk about in here about some of the, um, hurt in my background and I don't want to go too deeply into that. Certainly not, um, here right now. It's, is you know, um, I think there's, what did I say? There's a cross section between accuracy and discretion and that's kind of where I want to be. So, yeah, um, and then, um, for the introduction to the article, I just gave a couple of FYIs, a couple of disclaimers. Number one, I'm not an apologist. I don't really have an interest in, like, being the most argumentative person in the room. Sorry. Um, bumped my mic. Anyway, um, I'm not interested in that, and this, the, the purpose of this article is not to do apologetics in that sense. Now, I do go into doctrines and stuff because these, these were important on my journey. And I link a couple, a couple of extra resources at the bottom of the article, if you want to look into it. So that's the first um, disclaimer. The second disclaimer is, is what I just said. My goal is actually to research art and stuff like that. This is this article is basically like the end of the prologue or the about section of my journey. Um, which, you know, 
<clears throat> I think is okay. There may be more that comes up, and if there is, I will continue, or I will discuss it. Uh, third disclaimer, final disclaimer, which I didn't add until after I sent out the newsletter, so sorry for those of you who are reading this um, through the email. It was that I'm writing from the assumption of a few things. God is real, and his son is really Jesus Christ. If you want arguments for the existence of God, if you want resources to point to the existence of God, then I recommend a few things. Why We're Catholic by Trent Horn, and the YouTube channel Capturing Christianity, which is run by um, Cameron Bertuzzi. So, yeah, um, just because I, I grew up in the church, I grew up in Christianity, my journey starts from presuppositions that I've already accepted. So, that I don't know. Um, yeah, so those are my disclaimers. Um, first of all, I, I go into my background. Um, let's see what AI wants me to talk about next. Yep, my background. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I grew up Southern Baptist. Um, I was born in Florida, spent a year in Portugal, don't remember a, a, a lick of it, and most of my childhood until age 13 was spent in Texas. I was baptized, um, I think I was like 12, uh, something like that. I've got the I've got the certificate. I don't remember what year it was, but it's on the certificate. So, yeah, I accepted Christ around 12. Um, and yeah, um, I grew up on a steady diet of anti-Catholic reverent, anti-Catholic rhetoric. Um, so like hearing, hearing about Catholics from, uh, the Baptist, you know, evangelical, very fundamentalist perspective that they worship Mary or, um, what else? Um, they added books to their Bible and, um, you know, more and more and more, um, I basically thought that Catholics were evil and that it was kind of this gross, like, um, outgrowth of, um, what's the word, um, of true Christianity, right? Like, um, this, this was my, um, main, what's the word? I'm sorry. This was my main image of it, my main perception of Catholicism. And um, <laughs> pop culture portrayals of Catholicism did not help, like Hunchback of Notre Dame by Disney and more, you know. Um, and and any, any really any pop culture, like movie or TV show or whatever, that um, used gothic styles kind of feels Catholic-ish, you know what I mean? And then, um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where I was with Catholicism. Um, my mom tells me that I used to call them Catholics instead of Catholics, not because I was a little kid and I, I couldn't, I didn't know the right word, not because I was making a statement. Um, I don't know. Um, all right, fast forward. Um, I've been going like this for a while. Um, by the time I graduated college, I'd been at the same church for over, for over a year, but you know, there was something I disagreed with in this church. Um, something a lot of Protestants end up doing is cat, uh, Catholic, is uh, church hopping. So they'll be at a church for a year. They'll integrate into it as much as I can, but then they find something they disagree with. And they're like, well, I guess this wasn't the church for me or something like that. So they try out the next church and the next church and the next church. And I had hopped quite a while. I also had some bad experiences in um, family church settings, if that makes sense. So I... I had already been listening to content from Catholics by then. I had already kind of lost my perception that they were evil or super misguided or whatever. Not to say that I was okay with them praying to Mary or anything, yet that came later. Um, 
and realizing that it's a, it's a, it's that's not what they do, you know, anyway. Um, so yeah, um, content from people like Michael Knowles, uh, Matt Walsh, you know, Daily Wire folks. Um, I had been watching for a very long time and I've, I was struck by the, um, wisdom of Michael Knowles. He's very, he paints a beautiful picture of the world, you know? Um, so yeah, that, that really struck me. And, um, I, I slowly started like accepting more and more of the premises. Pardon. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I simply had not researched anything. I simply, um, I mean, even even about Protestantism, I haven't really done a whole bunch of research unless I... Uh, <sighs> oh, sorry, I may cut that out. <laughs> anyway, um, I hadn't done a whole lot of research. I hadn't really done... A, I wasn't really um, into apologetics or deep theology, even when it came to evangelical ways of belief and stuff like that. So it was more... Um, it was more, um, it was more just, um, working off of the set of assumptions I grew up with instead of having set doctrinal beliefs. Now, I did do, you know, research, like I said, when, um, the need arose, um, so I wasn't completely theologically illiterate, um, so, yeah, I, like I say in the article, my framework for Christianity was that there was no single church that was objectively correct. There was just the lone believer interacting with other lone believers. And it's a very American idea, right? Like, there are some books that talk about how American the evangelical thing is. Um, but that's not to, you know, that's not to knock it. I'm not starting an argument or anything, so I'll just move on from that. Um so yeah, the, 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 the deconstruction and reconstruction of a Christian framework was, I mean, took ages, was really a weird experience. And I don't go much into that in my um, article, but it's basically like, you're, it's basically two different frameworks, you know, between Protestant and Catholic. And it took a long time to kind of work through that. So, yeah, um, agreeing and disagreeing on doctrines here and there was okay between these lone believers that I, that I, um, perceived, um, as long as we didn't disagree on, like, backbone issues, and, like, that's also, like, a misnomer, right, because every different denomination of Christianity has different backbone issues. Some don't believe in the Trinity, you know, um... And to be charitable, the, you know, it's only the more cult-like, um, like, uh, Jehovah's Witness and whatever that don't believe in the Trinity. I may be wrong. I'm not 100% certain. Um, I'm, I do, I'm the kind of person that does the research, accepts the outcome, and then forgets the research. So, um, yeah, I may be wrong there. So, yeah, the next section in my article is the first seeds. And let's look at AI. What are they suggests, and yeah, the first seeds, how I encountered certain resources which started my journey to Catholicism. Yeah, that's absolutely right. AI is pretty awesome. Just don't depend on it for too much, you know. Anyway, um, yeah, so in this section, I talk about my job. I currently drive for a living. 
Um, and I, so I have a lot of time to listen to podcast music, even like YouTube videos on the minimized player or whatever while I'm, uh, driving or whatever. So I listened to this sermon by Father Mike Schmitz that I link in the article. If you'd like, um, you can go, uh, look at the article. Um, but the video is called the hour that will change your life. And, um, I had recognized Father Mike Schmitz. I liked, uh, his stuff, I've watched one or two of his videos probably in the past, and I definitely knew him from Bible in a year. So um, I had stumbled across this, and it did look pretty clickbaity, right? Um, the hour that will change your life. But um, I, I decided to watch it um, because um, I knew Father Mike Schmitz. Not personally, obviously. Um, I Okay, so I say in the article, I almost bet in my head that I wouldn't be affected by whatever he said. I laughed and kind of wondered when he implied that he didn't know anyone who didn't become Catholic after hearing the message, if they really loved Jesus. So the, the, the video itself is about Christ's physical presence in the Eucharist and why why, you know, why we or they at that time believe that Christ is physically present in the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity. And this had been an issue that I had been thinking about for a while. It was kind of gnawing at me a little bit. And I even knew that if I kept looking into this issue, I kind of wouldn't be able to go back to what I believed before or wouldn't be able to go back to a framework that allowed me to stay at the church I was at, that kind of thing. Um, It was kind of one of those... Uh, you can't go back moments. Um, so I watched it. Um, and of course that's exactly what happened. Like I, it didn't, the first time I watched, I I watched it tons of times. Actually, the first time I watched it was like, there's something really significant here, but it, it wasn't like immediate, like, Oh, that's it. It was, it just gnawed at me over time. And so I went back to it and watched it more and tried to figure out what he was talking about. And then I looked up additional videos on Eucharist and stuff like that. Um, and then around the same time as that, I encountered a difficult situation with a circle of friends in which I felt like I had to leave them based on some of their beliefs or claims. Like I had to cut them out of my life or whatever. Um, spoiler alert, it did not go well. Um, I was wrong in that situation. Um, but I was going off of a passage in the Bible, 1 Corinthians 11, I think it is, where it's talking about if someone claims to be a Christian or a brother, but they believe a certain thing, then, um, you know, you should not associate with them. And, uh, I'm sorry, dog, doorbell, you know the... You know, they, uh, they just, anyway, uh, I was struggling with a problem of authority then, but I couldn't articulate it at the time, you know, the, that, and that leads into another perception of Protestantism is that the Holy Spirit will just tell you how to, um, interpret the Bible, right? You don't need some set of authority that'll tell you how to interpret the Bible. It's just the Holy Spirit will tell you how to correctly interpret the Bible. Um, and then there are two routes on that framework. The first one being, if that were true, you wouldn't have whatever, 20,000, and to be generous, probably in the low hundreds, um, like different Protestant denominations, right? Um, as long as mainline low hundreds. Um, and then the second route, like for this framework, would be um, the the Protestant response, which would be, well, I've heard some people say that each denomination was used by the Holy Spirit for a time. It was started, used by the Holy Spirit for a time. 
or um, there is no correct denomination. There's just different expressions of biblical obedience or whatever. Anyway, um, that was a problem. That was something I was working through. It didn't make any sense, you know? If the Bible's like, you know, if the Bible is the great, like the, the one thing we follow, then it should have all the answers at all times, right? So, um, and not to discount the Bible. I definitely, you know, the Bible is everything um, that I believe the Bible is everything that I believed it was. The only thing I don't subscribe to now is Sola Scriptura, right? I believe it's the Bible, the tradition, and the magisterium that together create uh, God's plan or vision for humanity, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so there was a third interest. There was a third route also that led me towards Catholicism. So the first route was um, that video. It was the physical Eucharist. The second thing was a situation and really smaller situations similar to it um, around that time and before that time, the situation with the circle of friends. That, um, And then the third interest was um, aesthetics. It was their, the Catholic way of life. It seemed to me that... Um, it was right, you know, in terms of like traditionalism and everything. It seemed, it seemed like the visuals of the buildings, the statues, the, the beautiful artwork, the Bible stories within the church, the churches themselves, and the way people went about their lives, um, seemed to lift the human spirit closer to God than did Protestantism. And this is kind of a complicated, um, idea to put into words it's like yeah on the one hand all that stuff is like superficial or whatever you know um it doesn't matter what the building looks like what matters is worshiping christ but it's not that simple um because we are physical beings we have the ability to create art and we have the ability to i mean we have the mandate on top of the on on top of the ability to create art we have the mandate to give him our first fruits, to give him our best. So while we could go to a, a drywall church, which is what I call it, it's like, you know, more Protestant churches are just like flat, not decorative, um, very modern looking um, on Sunday morning. And then on Sunday afternoon, we go to the art museum and see these beautiful expressions of artwork, right? Well, why should art be kept out of the church? In fact, why isn't art supposed to be in the church at all times. Not only does it lift our human spirits closer to God by enlightening us in the physical realm, but it also aligns the physical realm to the spiritual realm in a way that I think God mandates. So that was something that seemed to make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, The underlying philosophy and meaning of the physical, that it is inseparable from the spiritual. Um, So that led me, that was the third, like, the third thing that led me into the church. Next heading is next steps. I also want to see what AI suggests next. How I continued to study and research the faith along with personal experience and emotional growth. Exactly. Perfect. Um, yeah. Um, Catholic YouTube became my best resources. Channel lo- Channels like Catholic Answers, Catholic Truth, Father Mike Schmidt and Ascension Presents, Pints with a Cock. Pints with Aquinas, all of this stuff fueled my research into doctrine as well as culture. I also did read books like Rome Sweet Home um, and and other books. Um, so it's just, it, it just, you know, that started the journey of me diving into these doctrines and everything. Um, so it was an incredible, you know, beginning and I'm still in that. I'm still researching and I'm still 
uh, learning at the same time. In fact, I just bought a couple books, including Confessions by St. Augustine. I'm excited to read. The other one is um, somewhere. It's The Introduction to the Devout Life by uh, St. Francis de Sales. De Sales? I don't know how to say it. St. <laughs> Francis de something. Uh, okay. Um, I, yes. And then I say here, I will admit that I did fall in love with the church much faster than maybe I should have. I became more interested in proving Catholicism right in fine, in like testing its armor to make sure there wasn't a chink in it. You know what I mean? Um, than I did in finding objective truth. I think I became convinced very quickly that it was the truth. And then I had to prove that it was the truth. Not that, out of this wide world of information, there's truth somewhere and I have to just start looking for it. And I think that was kind of Holy Spirit fueled. I believe that, um, you know, he kind of led me to belief and then to, um, research, researching that belief, if that makes sense. Um, so, um, yeah, even though that was the case, I did research thoroughly. I honestly searched, you know. I knew that if I just jumped in without doing the proper research, then something later down the line um could uh cause, you know, you know, could cause even more pain finding out that it wasn't the truth or something. So, it's not like I was just I just closed my eyes and jumped in. Um I did have um honest and even a skeptical attitude at times. Um, but the complete Catholic picture made sense when no other expression of the faith held up. It was just like issue after issue after issue. It seemed like these were going to be the issues that caused my this, this framework to crumble. But each one was resolved, and beautifully too. Um, so, yeah, um, it's, it was fantastic. And uh, like I said, I'm still doing all that research. So now I continue to research, as I said. I go to daily mass as much as I can. It's hard to find, um, you know, daily Latin mass, which is what I would be doing. Um, although it's it's in the city. It's just like schedule kind of stuff. Um, now, so I do daily mass. I pray the rosary daily, which has been a real game changer. Um, and I'm progressing through RCIA. Like I said, I'm in the process of choosing my confirmation saint. So, um, yeah, and then I, I do mention that there is more I could talk about, um, here. I've had antagonistic and anti-Catholic friends, um, beat me down, um, though we're all good, you know, forgiveness and all that. <laughs> I've had dreams and other charismatic experiences and deliverance and stuff, but I don't, feel like I should go too deeply into that since I do get prideful and like arrogant about, you know, I can have, you know, dreams and stuff. And that's not the point of them. You know, the point of them is to, uh, help, you know, help us and whatever. So I'm not going to go into that at this moment. Um, I've had, like I said, deliverance. I've had a profound emotional journey. Um, but the, uh, I don't know what I was saying here. Anyway, I felt real hesitance at sharing a lot of my journey since I know so few Catholics and so many Protestants. And um, it's just that anti-Catholic spirit that I, I'm afraid of encountering. But I don't want to keep this secret forever. I won't keep it secret forever. And I, I love Jesus. And I do feel like the Holy Spirit is leading me this direction. So, you know, that's enough. <laughs> um the most important issue to me does remain Christ's physical presence in the Eucharist. It is the center of Catholicism and the center of a Christian's life. Um, I end the article 
sort of. There's an extra resources heading after this, but I do end the article with the Bible verse um, that goes, So Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Really, you know, convicting stuff. I feel like my eyes have been opened. So yeah, um, and then extra resources. If you're interested in continuing to look at the faith, I thought I'd add a few more videos below as a start. Um, uh, the first one I added, I haven't finished, um, but I have looked through each doctrine using other videos and resources um, that are presented in the video. But the video is called Every Objection to Mary Answered with um, William Albrecht and Father something or other. Yeah, the, the it, you know, it ellipses, so I don't see the whole title. It's three hours long, so, um, you know, it, it, enter at your own risk, I guess. The next video um, is the evidence for papal primacy. So why do we follow the Pope? Why should we follow the Pope and the priests and everything? Why are they more special than any other Christian? Um, so that's a good one. And then along with the same lines, um, another video that I also haven't watched, but I do, I have watched others, other videos from Keith Nestor, the YouTuber. And, um, the, you know, I understand the doctrine that he's presenting. So I will be watching it, you know, but the, the, the title of the video is Peter is the rock. Um, and then the thumbnail says, Peter is the rock deal with it. You know? Um, so yeah, that's kind of my introduction to, I'm sorry, that's my journey into the Catholic faith. Um, it's been a wild, wacky, wonderful journey. And, um, you know, um, yeah, I couldn't be happier. So anyway, thanks for tuning in. Um, if you like what you watched, listened to, or read, whichever medium you did, um, then please consider, I don't know, subscribing if you've watched or listened, and, um, adding your email if you read. Um, you could probably add your email if you watched, I don't know, just go to the YouTube comments. <laughs> anyway, um, that has been the CL Podcast. And I will see you guys next week, hopefully. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I am on Instagram and Twitter as Chaser Lovelacer. I'd love some advice on like what content to post on Instagram because I feel like I've got Twitter down a little more. AI has been helping with that, actually. I just go in there and pr copy and paste my article and say, make tweets. Um, and then I tweak it a little bit, so... Anyway, um, yeah, if you are really good at Instagramming and have any advice for me, let me know. All right, I will talk to you all later. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. Thank you so much for tuning in.